drum man, drum man, drum man, drum man, drum man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shum man, shum man. Yeah, break pad, break pad. What's good, everybody? It's Kelly got the four one one. I'm back for another what's good episode. I'm here with Trub. Trub, how are you doing? You're a busy man. You on tour? I gotta ask, what's Thank good you. with you? How you doing? How you doing, Miss Kayla? I, I really appreciate it. Everything's going great. Uh, tour's going great. Um, you know, got a, got a good studio tonight. I'm trying to squeeze in those nights in between dates that I'm home. So, uh, you know, just working, just getting it in. Yeah, how's your mental health? Because I'll start asking artists, you know, mm. how are they doing mentally? Because sometimes when you ask people how they're doing, sometimes they ain't all right. So how are you doing when it comes to your mental health? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing my, I'm doing good staying balanced. Uh, it don't always be better. I deal with a lot of, I deal with bad anxiety. So, uh, I still, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with it every day. Uh, but you know, I, I'm talking to my minister and, um, you know, staying connected to my family and finding those times where, you know, peace and keep drinking a lot of water and stuff like that to try to keep myself balanced. Uh, so it, you know, it's okay, but I have my times where, you know, you, you feel it because, you know, I feel that, that workload and, uh, if, if my sleep off, Oh man, it's it's full of anxiety. You know, here we go. You know, here we go. Here we go. Here go the party. You know, so, um, but yeah, I'm doing okay. Okay, so I, you know, of course, I gotta get you because I feel like you know I always gotta just you know be the nurturing liberal woman that I am. So, like, what causes your anxiety? Is it like childhood stuff, or just you know just having so much on your plate? You know. Uh, I, I think I think now is uh, is having stuff on my plate. Um, I, I started developing it when I was uh, living in L.A. around about 2007. Um, I, I never never forget. I was doing some. Uh, I was I was in the. I was smoking a lot, and uh, I had did some some angel dust. And I remember I had uh, it really it really made you know that that really panic attack. I had a panic attack, and then after then I started once I got a, a whiff of that feeling. Um, it started turning into anxiety and stuff like that. And then over time, um, I really got balanced and got myself right. Uh, never, you know, never stayed on nothing like that. But um, I pretty much just started, you know, started having anxiety and panic attacks. The next day, you know, it just started to turn into anxiety. So usually when I got a lot of stress on me or something like that, on my sleep, I don't get a lot of sleep. Now it's just a lot of anxiety. You know, I appreciate a man just like, you know, being honest and knowing like, you know, I got anxiety, I'm dealing with it day to day. Man, you said angel does right. Did somebody get that to you? Like, oh, yeah. You know what movie I'm thinking about, right? I'm thinking yeah, about like yeah. that. Friday. Folder when they put that over here. It wasn't a situation like that. Yeah, it it was it was um, it was yeah it was to be honest it was to be um to be honest it was kind of tired like that you know I had a lot of um Arme Armenian friends you know what I'm saying when I was in L A so uh oh. you know I had had a, a argument with my dad and I was upset and um you know he was he you know he was we was already used to just smoking the regular day he was just like hey Trub do this dog do this and I was I was like oh, okay this ain't nothing but the regular you know this is the norm norm the next thing you know. The street started moving. You know, they had they had the dream album. I never forget the dream album was on it. The street started moving. I poured water on my head. I couldn't feel it. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that time. See, I've never smoked weed before, and I appreciate you yeah, for telling me yeah. that. Who told me I should go yeah. ahead and do it? I'm good. I think you just encouraged me not to. Now you're yeah, currently on yeah. tour with Ace Hood. Now tell me how that even came about. Uh, honestly, uh, we was, uh, we wanted to, before the, before the holiday, for the end of the year, we wanted to close out the year with a bang. And, um, uh, you know, my, pretty much my DJ, uh, one of my DJ, DJ Corrupt, he had pretty much hit me up and told me, you know, about some tour opportunities. 
that um, that was coming my way that would be interesting for me because uh, we I had such a a great dominant year on uh, on everything that I've been doing. So we was like we wanted to go out and start the year. I want to go you know go out the year with a bang. So we'll set up a twenty twenty three the right way. And um, then he ended up uh, plugging me with you know Krista the networking queen and um, you know she ended up uh, you know getting me on the Ace tour and thought that'd be fit for me. Uh, a great fit and which it was a great, great call because I've done shows with Ace before in the past and um, it just made sense and uh, so we we gone went through with it and they their team his team like you know like what I got going on and we like what they had going on so it uh it made sense and we we, we green lighted it. That's a key word you said made sense because <laughs> I yeah. feel like sometimes <laughs> you go on tour with somebody yeah. like first you know, the first couple people come out you like what the hell what the hell like, going on. Exactly. Like, I feel like the way your music is and what you stand for and what Ace Hood stands for, you know, I feel like it, it's a perfect balance for them to pick you on the tour. So I think that was a great fit. Now, how do you even prepare for a tour? Like, like what's your mindset? Like, how do you prepare? Because I can just imagine all the things you got to do before you get on tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's It can be overwhelming. Uh, I, I just thank God every day that I got a great team. Um, and then my, my parents uh, are so supportive and and my dad is heavily involved with, you know, making sure my priorities, you know, helping me my priorities, you know, prioritizing things, make sure I got my priorities straight, make sure I took care of stuff at home. Uh, it's a lot, but mainly my mindset is, is is don't try to do stuff that overwhelm my stuff as an artist with stuff that I, I don't need to be doing. Like, make sure, let my team, um, you know, be there for me. You know, don't try to do stuff that my assistant should be doing. Don't try to do stuff that my uh, DJ should be doing. Don't try to do stuff that my, you know, producer should be doing. Don't try to do stuff that my security should be doing, <laughs> you know, um, let, let my people, uh, you know, work with me. They don't work for me. They work with me and uh, to help me make sure stuff is organized. And that's how I do it. Um, I just get with them and, and let them, uh, everybody get, you know, do their job. And we all work together and make sure we got everything aligned and organized and we stay ahead of the, of the schedule. And then uh, it goes through smoothly. Great advice. That's some advice that I feel like, even though you're telling, I asked you the question, that's something that I think I need to take for myself. You know, learning <laughs> to let people do that because I am a control freak. I'm going to do it all. And then you sit there and be stressed out. You need to be stressed out and mad. Utilize them. So. I swear, I, 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 I easily get into that. Yeah, I easily. I, it happened to me at Soundcheck all the time. I need to like, what you doing? What you doing too much? I got it. I got it. Just go, to your, go to your dressing room. I got it. You know. Uh, it yeah. seems like you have a supportive team, like a great, a great enough people around you where you don't even have to yeah. worry about this stuff. You know, people do what they got to do, especially you have Krista who's yeah. making sure, you know, she's making sure that yeah. you get on these work before, you know, going to the next yeah. day. Now, tell me right. about your stage Amazing. name. It stands for True, Real, Unique, Blessed. Like, how did you come up with Trub? Uh, Trub was actually, um, basically, my first artist's name was Little Trouble. And uh, everybody in my hood, they started, they was calling me Trub all the time. So um, when I was on the Dub Car Show tour, going through artist development, uh, this random camera guy was like, man, why don't you call yourself Trub? So at the time, I had talked to my uh, to my ex, my ex about it. And she was like, man, you know, I've been told you to do that a long time ago. You know, so um, and then I, I had, uh, you know, got on the phone with my lawyer and she was like, you know, if you change your name, you know, it got to mean something to you. You know, I don't think trouble ever meant something to you. I just think you roll with it. She was like, you know, make sure it means something to you. So then we broke it down. To, I put the put the thought into it and, you know, talked to my family about it and broke it down to something that means something to me, which is truth, real, unique, and blessed. See, 
amazing story. What do you think about it? I feel like these days, you know, there's been so much going on at these concerts. Like, just, you know, having that type of name, you know, a little trouble. They probably think a little trouble coming to town, like actual trouble. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Or, you know, they all yeah. Yeah. by the yeah. skin. So I think exactly. that was a, a smart business move, but also the fact exactly. that it means something for you as well. So Thank you. take Thank me you. back to the beginning of your career. Like, when was yeah. it for you? You was like, you know what? Music is something that I want to take serious. When was that moment for you? Uh, I would say after I did my first song in a real studio, uh, and I was about, what I'd say about 13 years old when I was in a real studio, and I got in a real studio for the first time, and I did this song, um, you know, uh, with, with, with my homie in Memphis. He, he finally got me, you know, you know young hitters. And we was um, we was pretty much, you know, I I got to hear myself, you know, in the real studio. So I was like, man, you know, I actually sound pretty good, you know. And they were telling me, you know, I real good. And then at that time, I was looking up to uh, to Juvenile, you know, that was my idol. That made me want to rap, you know, at the time. And so, um, pretty much when as I kept recording and kept working, uh, my engineer at that time he was working with rap a lot. And then when I end up doing my first song with Juvie. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I ended up, that was my first, first feature, major feature, and uh, it changed my life. You got a feature with <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my first feature of my life. My first feature. Uh, I was about, when I did the song with Juvie, I was about 16. That's amazing. So where are you actually from, though? I'm from where I'm from or where he from? Where I'm from? Where are you from? I'm, yeah, where are you I'm from? from? I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm a, I'm from Memphis. I was raised in Memphis. I was born in Alexandria, Virginia, and I grew up in Memphis. I'm from the Haven. Okay. I heard an accent. I was trying to figure out where it was. Okay. You yeah, yeah. So, pretty much you grew up having, you know, inspiration for Juvenile, and you got to work with him at the age of 16. Like, a lot of artists can't say that they've already work with yeah. their idol like how did it come about in 16 because you're supposed to be in school yeah 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 it was crazy uh i remember i went to the studio it was on a saturday and uh my engineer named richard enigma harvey he was working on bond b's album and uh and he told me he was like man he said i got a surprise for you because he knew juby was my idol you know because i used to try to sound like him and dress like him i had a soldier i had a gold tee I, had, I was doing anything so he already knew uh what it was and he was like, man, I got a surprise for you. And then um, I was in, you know, we, we went to Houston and I was down there because I was looking at a college and going to, um, you know, I was going to down there. So we went to the studio and uh, Juvie, you know, happened to be in there and he had laid the verse down on the, you know, and he had, you know, my engineer had already did the beat because he did beats and he was like, Trove, I'm going to let you do the first verse and it's going to be your song. I was like, what? You know, I couldn't believe it. I almost lost my mind. And uh, Juvie told me I could rap and I never looked back from there. Wow, that's amazing. I think you're like the second artist in the row I've had that had like uh somebody that they looked up to, like you know, yeah. pretty much. I think it's so important too. Like, I don't think a lot of artists and just business people know how important it is, like how you can really affect somebody's future, you know, just by him saying yeah. that, you know, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. motivation that you you need. I'm pretty sure you was young, you was down on yourself, but once he told you that, he was like, shit, it's on. <laughs> it's, it's on now, right? It's on. it's on. It's on. I went back and did a, a full project. It was on. <laughs> yeah. So you've been doing this for a while. So I'm pretty sure you've yeah. seen the, you know, up and downs when it comes mm -hmm. to hip hop. And listening to right. your music, I think you're a, you're a very lyrical, you know, you you one of those artists where, like, you got to come back. 
running, but you got great breath control. Right. So what do you think about right. the current state of the pop, honestly? Uh, I, I think it's, uh, honestly, I think it's, the it's so it's, it's it's really you know you know of course you would say oversaturated but it's so many artists now uh so many rappers yeah. i think social media has um has definitely changed the game in terms of giving everybody in the world now a platform no matter who it is um it gave yeah. so much independence to hip-hop and i think because of the so. the way artists now can pretty much take any kind of club beat and do whatever on it in the way a lot of these labels and a lot of the djs and and stuff like that. They, you know, um, I don't think they kind of got, they kind of got away from uh, looking into some of the things that make a, a legend, like an artist, you know, in terms of the creativity of making their lyrical content, taking their lyrical, lyrical abilities, uh, their style, the cadence, everything about them uh, taking, you know, looking at that and, um, and taking that a lot more seriously um, in terms of, okay, what we're trying to expose here you know, to these kids and um, to everybody around the world in terms of what they want to hear. Because um, so they, I think a lot of a lot of people get caught up uh, into what they feel like is trendy, like what they uh, the trendy sound, uh, you know, the same, you know, same kind of club sound. Yeah, they, they kind of like, OK, this, this you know, we hearing this type of style, somebody, you know, mm -hmm. uh, this type of rap, this type of rap, this type of rap. It's a lane for everything. And I respect all uh, all, you know, artists is really trying to do it. Uh, but I think that in terms of uh, you, you, you got to know how to separate the pack in terms of what you really want to highlight. And um, when you see a, a talent that uh, somebody you could tell an artist that really puts time in that pin game compared to artists that kind of just go in the studio and just going to throw you in a kind of club banger, any kind of this, any kind of street song, some gun bars and do some stuff and kind of throw that out there. You can you can tell you can tell the difference. So, you know, um, I, I think I think the state of hip hop is is great. Because I think it's, um, you know, it's the top genre. And I'm proud to say that it, it, that is definitely the top genre in terms of selling. Because, you know, right now um, it's, you know, with so much going on in the world, it's so hard. But I see how the hard it is for other genres and other stuff to sell. So hip hop is the top selling. So I would say I love, I love where hip hop is in terms of appreciation from people loving it so much as being a top genre. But um, I, I do know that it's still so much um, more that got to be done, you know, for artists that really have that skill level and that talent to be able to get the light shed on them. And uh, I hope to be one of those those barrier breakers that could do that because I feel like when one great artist come in, they bring another great artist in uh, because that's how, that's just how it works. That's usually how it be. You know, Jay-Z, Kanye, Wayne, and Drake, you know, it just... A great artist bringing great, great artist. I was literally thinking that. Yeah, that's how you create yeah. more, you know, dope artists. Yeah. Even, you know, Kanye, yeah. I mean, Kanye brought Big Sean, you know? Yeah, exactly. Big Sean? exactly. But the goal is to, like, yeah. keep going, to be keep bringing us more, you know. Yeah, we I think that was a very great yeah. More legends. Right now, everything yeah. is temporary, you know. There you go. And there you go. Do you think that... um it's because of us, the consumers, the listeners, or you think the labels are, you know, pushing for artists to kind of make these catchy songs. You know, I like to call them where um, the <laughs> producer does all the work. You know, you ain't really got to say it much. You know, they go in there and do a little yeah. one, two, three. They're not saying yeah. nothing, but the producer yeah. is pretty much the beat. is so five. Nobody realizes, yeah. like, okay, who's saying yeah. nothing at all? You think That's it's right. us to blame as the consumers or you think it's the labels? I think it's the labels uh, because uh, the reason why is it, I, I would say when the and the only reason I say that is because what I personally experienced speaking for myself, when the consumer hears something that is really great, 
they're so they're so amazed that they ran into they like how the hell you know and you like you like this is what I be really wanting to hear I hear this but this is what I really want to hear but they haven't been exposed mm-hmm. to me so the labels you know they they be so caught up in the number game and we know how that could be you know uh, manipulated and everything I think they're so caught up with the number game and what they feel like um, the streets is on and what they feel like this is like I said instead of uh, feel, you know really honing in on the real talent and the real skill level from somebody that they know is really that great and, and exposing that because if they expose that you won't get a normal reaction you're going to get it ain't going to be a, like an in-between where I like them you're going to get a love reaction and not only will they just stream it well they just stream the record the consumer won't just stream it they will actually buy it they will actually come to the shows they will actually put the time in to stay with that artist, they become a core fan and not just a fan. I think a lot of artists that these labels try to expose, they just get fans, but they don't have core fans uh, to where it's like five, 10 years down the line, they still might be older, but they still like, I'm coming out to see that, you know what I'm saying? Because that, you know, that's, I've been with them from day one since I heard them. So, you know, um, I think that's where icons. the labels got to do better. Yeah, icons. There you go. Like, you know, nah, think about Michael nah. Jackson. Our parents probably would listen to Michael Jackson, exactly. you know, then I'm, we listen to Michael Jackson. And now my daughter, she's about to be 10. She likes Michael Jackson. She likes Michael Jackson. Exactly. That's iconic. You know, iconic. Yeah, exactly. Right exactly. now, just temporary. Just temporary music. Temporary. And I feel like temporary music, you know, is kind of exactly. taking, you know, food out of, you know, future kids' mouths. Because if you're making temporary music, that's temporary money. <laughs> exactly. That, that's how, you know, some are going to hear what they hear. Whatever the DJ playing on the radio and stuff they hear that, so they just tolerating it. But when they hear the real, they're going to be like, ah, you know, there we go. You know. So for somebody who don't know who Trub is, you know, what do you think separates you from other artists? Or what makes you stand out? Uh, I would definitely say, um, first I would say just, you know, my my style, um, not just even just from my music, my brand, uh, you know, the way I've the way I've molded my brand over the years. Um, to match my style with my voice. I've always blessed to have a unique voice. Um, I knew I was different when I first, like I said, I first recorded my first song. I knew I had a, a, a different voice. It was something I needed to tap into. Once you figure out what that gift God gave you, it's on you to kind of tap into it and, you know, take it to where it needs to go. So um, I would definitely say my my style of voice um, and then also uh, my originality with, with flows, um, learning from all the greats that I've learned from over the years, from the Little Wayne, the Eminem's, going back as far as Cube to everybody that I've always listened to, um, you know, that taught me something, um, you know, tapping into that, implementing that and finding my own way from there. So I would definitely say that. And then, like I said, my style, you know, I, um, I, I, I mix that, you know, I love skulls. So I mix the, the rock skull stuff in with the hip hop thing and in terms of my look and the way I carry and you can see it from my logo and everything like that. Um, I just try to separate myself apart and then I make sure my, from my videos and everything, I make sure to bring you all the way into my world, um, from just a, from a cinematic standpoint, but bring you all the way into my world. Um, so I would definitely say that's what sets me apart. Yes. And I'm so glad you said Eminem too, because that's exactly what I got. Like a, a lyricist, somebody that has really great breath control, you know, it, it's really Thank you. difficult, to be like lyrical and have breath control. Thank and it you. still sounds the same. Perform. That's very, that's very hard. Did you have any type of artist development like coming up? Yeah, I did. I went through the whole spiel. Um, I went through the whole spiel. Oh, that's I, nice my, first, my first meeting was with SRC Universal, Steve Rifkin. 
Uh, he flew me down to New York. Um, they told me I had a song called Tell Me How You Want. They told me that I need to go through artist development. Um, they put me on the Dove Car Show Tour um, after that. Um, I was on a Black Music Festival, BET thing with MC Light. Uh, that was the first one I did. And then after that, they put me on the Dove Car Show Tour. And I went through that knowing how to, you know, stage presence, knowing how to talk to the fans, interact. Um, and then, you know, working on interviews, knowing how to interview, knowing how to do those things. And then um, I was already training myself at the studio, so I knew that was going to be okay. But it was just the other stuff around it. And then uh, when you're doing those things right there and you blend them all together, um, you know, you get trucked. See, that explains it. I, I figured it. The way you handle yourself, the way you the way you talk about the brand, you can tell, like, okay, this is something that was training. I think you definitely need yeah. more of that, especially. Yeah. Now, yeah. we're going to get to know you. I'm going to ask you a few um, questions, right? So I'm going to okay. start it off, and you just want to finish the sentence. Okay, you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so the first one is now these are all based off your lyrics too, Callum. So I wanted to have some fun with it. The first one is what if I never uh what if I never uh I say wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, she fell in love with, with the money. <laughs> yes. Next one, if there was a blackout, I would grab a uh, if there was a blackout, I would grab uh, I would grab a flashlight. <laughs> not no money, not no gun. <laughs> I need to see where I'm going. So, <laughs> so next, oh yeah, that's smart. Next, I can't do the same thing as everybody else because because I'm uh, I'm in my own lane. Yes. Now, last, if I could title my own biography, what would I call it? Situation of a hustle. Ooh, bad, sharp. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I sent the video to your um video for a launch bag, and even for me on BET Jams. And yeah. right now, I think like almost like um, you got a million like streams all together, right? Streams and views on YouTube combined, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes, ma'am. So what was the whole creative process behind the title and the video? Because it definitely felt like, you know, a movie. It felt like you put a lot of time and energy into that video. So what was the creative process behind it? Yeah, Lunch Bag was, uh, that was something I actually, when I did the song, it was so fun. Um, I remember I was in the crib and I was like, uh, I want to shoot a video to this. I said, it just seemed so fun. And it was so much, I remember that time, there was so much negative stuff going on in the world. And I felt like, I was like, it's time for some fun, you know? And I think, uh, I remember I, I had just seen Drake's video that, uh, what was that, that, that Too Sexy video joint, the one he had with Future and Young Thug. And oh, they yeah. were in there having fun. And I was just like, man, it's time to have fun. I was like, it's time to have fun. So um, I was like, I wanted to do something really creative. So I just rented out of school. And then I was, um, I had called a, uh, you know, called a couple people and I was like, man, I want to get this, do this concept where it's me and this fat guy still in my lunch. And, um, and so I tried to come reach out to a couple of people that was, you know, up in size and try to see if they would, you know, do it. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know, it'd be more creative. I was watching Nutty Professor and I was like, it'd be more creative if I played a fat guy. So uh, I went through the whole thing from called a couple of people in LA and went through the whole thing with the prosthetics thing and went through training and knew how to wear the fat suit. And then I, um, yeah, I went, you know, got with the makeup artists and, we got it done and uh, went in there and, you know, I did the double character and uh, that was, I wanted to, I mean, I was into movies. So uh, we ended up pulling it off and it was fun. You know, that was the funnest thing I ever did in my life. Yeah. 
did a great, great job too. And I'll make sure I answer the uh, clip too when I um, put this out. <laughs> and first, I was like, how long did it take Thank them you. to do all that? Yeah, the makeup was uh the makeup process was long. I had to we went through uh like three days prior to the shoot. Um uh, that where I had to go through we you know constantly kept doing it every day. Uh shout out to Jasmine, man. She my you know, she she kills it. So she we went through it every day, uh going through it, trying to, you know, figure out what was the quickest process to get it done. Um and then when we got there, it, it probably took about eight or nine hours to, you know, under. Um, to kind of go through the whole thing with the fast suit, the mega ball and stuff. It probably took about that long, I would say. And then um, I had to stay in it for, you know, almost half the day. Well, but it, it was worth it. Hey, it paid out, right? Yeah. You put a lot yeah. of time into something, you know. The great part is that this is paying off. It premiered on BET Jams, and people seem yeah, to love it. Now, it was you, amazing. You've been doing this music for a long time, for a good little minute now. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty sure you've seen the dark side of this industry. So how yeah. do you stay focused, you know, and just, you know, focus on your goals and just staying out of mess? Like, how do you do it? Honestly, it's tough, but I, I, I leave, I just, I say God, you know what I'm saying? That's honestly how I do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm always talking to my, I said, I talk to my minister. Um, if I feel like stuff and I just stay to myself, I don't try to pay attention to so much. I see the negative stuff and I just try to stay away from it. And I try to make sure I keep my team um, in the same good mindset and we stay focused on the goal at hand. Uh, don't do nothing extra out the way. Like even when I'm on, you know, while I'm on tour, like I just, I don't, I don't do nothing extra. You know, when I get in the city, I, we go, we get, we go to the hotel. Um, we get somebody to go out and get us something to eat and we're chilling. And unless we got something we paid to do, we're chilling. Until it's time to go to the show, we go to sound check. We come back to the hotel, get checked, right. go to the show, and then we come back, right. we come back to the hotel. I ain't going to do no arcade. I ain't going no bowling. I ain't going nowhere extra. Right. I ain't doing them. I ain't doing nothing extra. No right. laser tag. I ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't want right. to get. You know, it's too dangerous. You know what I'm saying? So I just make sure to keep it, really it simple. Like right now, yeah. Especially when you're not like you're somewhere where like you don't really. It's not your hood. Like, I always tell people, like, it's not yeah. your hood. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and, you know, we talked about anxiety because I always get, like, you know, nerve-wracking, like, when I go places, too. Like, I always leave. I always leave before it end. That's my motto. There leave you go. before it end. Leave before it end. <laughs> and it ends. So I do exactly. what I got to do, and I'm out. So, exactly. you know, even with all this talk about, like, the lyrics, you know, people are blaming, like, particular lyrics on the violence in hip hop right now. Like, what do you think about that whole argument? Do you think the lyrics, you know, and rappers music is, you know, responsible for a lot of the violence taking place? You know what? I, I was talking to my brother Project Pat about this a couple of days ago. I, you know, because he's he's on this thing right now called the GOAT Foundation. And um, you know, wow. shout out to the GOAT Foundation, my brother Project Pat. And um he's with these guys, these young kids, and they in jail, they locked up for doing so much, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, armed robbery, all the stuff that all the stuff that you see that's going on, shooting rappers, shooting them both, doing stuff. They they in there and he's talking to them one on one personally. And he, you know, he told me personally the rap doesn't have so much impact on on them like you think they do. Like you think it would, it don't, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's so much of, you know, um how their parents are raising these, how their parents are raising these kids, what they getting involved in with their friends. Now the rap got some touch on to it because, you know, like I said, they hearing it, you know, they hearing like they hearing their favorite rapper talking about do this, do that, do that. 
you know, it gives them their insight. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying, if they don't have no good balance in their home, you know what I'm saying, and they in the streets and they doing this and doing that. And because when they get, you know, a teenager nowadays, because of social media, they seeing everybody flexing with money. They seeing this and that. So it, now at a young age, probably like a 13, 12-year-old probably lay you down for your money just because he want he he now want to get some money because he's seeing it 24-7. It used to be like that where money was so, you know what I'm saying, big to the kids. But now these kids, they want their high life so fast. Now they'll do anything to get it. And so I think I think it's just social. I think it's a mix. Of, I think it's all. I think it's a mix of social media. I think it's a mix of just – you know what I'm saying? Everyday life or what these, with you know, the parents not really paying attention so much because they got their own problems or whatever they're dealing with. They're not just keeping a, keeping an eye on terms of how they moving out here. And then I think, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, rap, rap does have some type of influence on them because once they're ready to go get a bag, they're going to play whatever they're going to play or they're going to listen to whoever they're going to listen to and see what, you know, what's inspiring them to maybe like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to man, you know what? I'm going to go and do this. Whatever it was I'm going to do today that, it might not be good. I'm going to go and handle that today. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go and handle that, no matter what the consequences is. You know, I'm going to take that penitential chance and, and go make this happen. So um, I don't think it's a big portion, but, I, I, you know, it got some influence on it for sure. Yeah, I agree, especially with, like, um, social media. I think I I was, like, at that point. That's the number one. Like, my school. You know, but we yeah. was, like, it, was, it wasn't as serious as this. You know, it's, like, yeah. I feel like it's the lifestyle. Like they, they really want this yeah. lifestyle so bad. They want they do anything they want to get it. Like I think I seen a video on TikTok today where this lady, um, she was at a hospital visiting her family, and like some teenagers yeah. stole her car. Like literally yeah. stole her car and went on a drug ride. Yeah, yeah, and they like, do that stuff on camera. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, but somebody reported it. Somebody reported that yeah. camera, and it's like. Why? Like, like, why? and everything exactly. is for to go viral. Everybody want to go viral. Exactly. It's the weirdest thing I've exactly. ever seen. Exactly. 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 So exactly. I definitely think that um, music is um, definitely. I think it's music and the lifestyle. You know, because the yeah, music, exactly. you know, comes with the lifestyle. Yeah. Cars change. Yeah. You know, exactly. 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 They see it. They want it. You know what I'm saying? Because they're doing some dumb. They doing like people that do some dumb stuff nowadays. Just get some attention. Dumb. And they're not street smart, so that's why they get caught. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's a, exactly. That's the exactly. messed up part about it. Now, exactly. we are towards the end of the year. I know you are, you know, still on tour. So what can we expect from you, you know, after you get off tour and get settled down? Can we expect any music, new videos? Like, give us a phone yeah. yeah, as soon as I'm done with tour, I'm dropping my new video, Killing Dings. I'm super excited about it. Um, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, something, you know, very theatrical to take your mind there. Uh, just seeing me in, in, you know, in the studio session, uh, getting rid of those demons, those things, but I'm visually bringing those things to life. Uh, you actually see the Grim Reapers and stuff. You're actually trying to torment me and me, me, me showing you I'm not turning no drugs, nothing crazy. I'm turning to God. Then, you know, that's what I do. That's what I turn to in order to get rid of them. Um, and while, while I'm in the midst of doing, you know, doing me, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to. I ain't doing nothing different. I'm doing me, but I'm just letting you know that that's what I turn to in order to get rid of them in the midst of doing me. So I'm excited about that. Um, very excited about, you know, uh, my project four courses. Um, you know, it, it's going to be really, really dope. We'll be dropping that. Um, definitely. I think that's going to be actually be top of the year, uh, but get ready for that. So definitely new videos, new single from me and Project Pat uh, called Real. Uh, super excited about that, too, as well. That video is going to be, you know, amazing. So uh, I'm just looking forward to, you know, my project and new videos and, 
you know, and then also too, I'll be, I'm sure I'll be back, right back on the road, um, you know, starting around by Jan- the end of January, February. So it's going to be busy, really busy. You should be very busy. How do you balance like everything? How do you balance like keeping up with, you know, just regular life and, you know, tour yeah. life and, and yeah. every time for you? Like, how do you do all that? Uh, I, I basically just uh, get with my assistant and, you know, make sure I got, you know, make sure I got a really good stuff scheduled. And then um, my days, I know my days when I make sure to have those days where I can have that me time. Uh, that's that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing is that having those days where I can have that me time. As long as I can get those days, um, you know, whether that's mm-hmm. two, three, four days, whatever the case may be, um, I know I'd be ready for anything else in the midst of that to where I can keep a good balance. Because like you said, that's good for you. got to have that for your mental health, you know, because too much of anything mm-hmm. is not good for too much of anything is not good for you. So. I just try to have that, and I'm I'm gonna start getting into playing golf, so I'm gonna be doing it. <laughs> so to try to find some, you know, that's wait, so you don't you don't know how to play. You about to start getting into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can play a little bit. I can play a little bit. My dad, uh, he like the golf king, so I can play a little bit. But uh, I'm gonna start getting into it when I'm, you know, even better. You know, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting into it even better. So having a new hobby, you know, I feel like you gotta have some type of escape, especially in this yeah. injury has its highs. And- Lows and you gotta have That's something right. just to get away from it. So that sounds really dope, troll. I want to say thank you so much for being on my What's Good segment. How was that? Yeah. Chill, don't talk. So don't awesome. even feel like an interview. Do it. It don't. It don't. It, it feel like that one on one. It feel like that one on one conversation. Yeah. I love it right now. Nothing but smiles over here. You know, I love it. I love it. Yes. Hey.